Hello and welcome to a Patreon FPL mini-pod, but, but now it's just the two of us. Just the two of us, Chuck. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. You and I. I knew I'd lead you into a I song. Was waiting, uh, <laughs> thanks, mate. I was waiting for Hey There Sports fans, but, you know, next time. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe I, I, I hadn't even thought about that. Should I retire it or not? I don't know. Okay, we'll talk about that. But anyway. Um, uh, production meeting, yeah, great for the first one. Yeah, why not? Um, so we've cut out the Deadwood. Just me and you now. Transatlantic Driftwood. <laughs> He's going to hate that. The best ones. Yeah. Ones you all want to listen. He's not, he's not listening to this. He's that's not true, listening. actually. That's so true. We say what we like, can't we? Okay. Um, I mean, this might go out on the main feed. We'll see. So I should, I suppose I should say that you can become a Patreon on patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod and then you can get all these FPL mini pods all the time where you can ask us questions directly. But, you know, it might not. So we'll see. We'll just go straight into it, shall we? So we've got questions from our Patreons. Then we'll go through what we've decided is our uh, final in inverted commas, uh, game week one, game week one team, and then uh, we'll both do a differential game week one pick. We're going to keep the tallies of that as we go. So we're going to pick a player under ten percent owned uh, that we think is going to do well this week, and then we'll keep a running tally of that through the through the season. See how we go. Uh, but let's go straight into it. And um, Jeff Pedder, Jeff Pedder asks very simple, basically just Son or Bruno. Bruno or Son. I quite this it's been a big debate, isn't it, at the minute, the whole uh, what is it Twitter say? Fernan yes or Bruno. <laughs> Pricks. Wish I could mute it, but never mind. Um I've I had Bruno a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago in my team. And every draft I had, I've preferred Sun in rather than Bruno. Uh always thought I was gonna have Salah in my team, and that extra two million you get is a bit better um, for me, for Sun, and, and, and something a bit different. You know, tough first fixture against City, but this is the time probably to play City. Um, his ownership's only 22% compared to Bruno's probably over 50 by now. Um, so price changes are right there. And, you know, he's then got Wolves, Watford, Palace, which he always scores against. He's uh, a tough one, but then Arsenal as well. So for me, Sun, easily. Right, OK. See... I've, You're going to say Bruno I've now. I've gone aren't the other you? way. Yeah, I have. I've gone. I've gone Bruno. I haven't done. I've done the the odd draft without him, and I've just gone. No, I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm spending money for the sake of it. Um, Sun's a weird one because at ten million, he's like a a price bracket all of his own, isn't he? In the in the mids this uh, this season, um, I'm just. I don't know. Slight bit of uncertainty with Kane and how they're going to line up. Uh, I love Son. I love Son so much. Love watching him. He's a great player. Um, but I think I'm just I'm too afraid to go without Bruno. Um, and if I go with Bruno, then then I can never get a draft going where I can afford Son as well. Um, but I don't I don't like the fact I'm being led by fear. But I think I am. I'm being led by the fear of the ownership. The weirdest one for me is I've seen people that have had Salah, Bruno and Sud in their team, which is fair enough, but they've got the armband on Salah and their vice captain on Sun. And for me, if you're going to have a 12 million player in your team and you're considering vice captaining someone playing against City over him, then is that really where you want the money to be and filtering down? I think that's kind of the difference maker for me. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you're going to have a player that expensive, they have to be a captain pick. 
if you're not going to go for like it's either Salah or Bruno are your captains that's simply it so if you're not happy with if Salah doesn't play it going to Bruno when they're playing Leeds you know yeah just that just feels a bit wrong to me and maybe your team's imbalanced in other places uh, all right well, I think we've been terribly unhelpful there but that's a maybe a little look into uh how our hey, teams look, are going to line we up we never we never said it we never said it was advice we just said we're talking about FPL you know yeah. this is okay it. yeah <laughs> fine um, okay, let's go uh, to the next question. It's Andy Pempraise from Sutton. Um, he asks, "What? Uh, who are the top choices for midfielders in the six million to seven point five range?" Well, I, I went first to last one, so you you want to go, so I don't okay. take any of your answers. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I find this a bit a bit difficult because I, I almost think we're talking about right. two different price brackets here, um, because. Mm. If I just answer it in its purest form, then I would say Rafina because I don't think he's right. he's left my team at any point. Uh, in every little tinker I've done, I've left him in there. He was my one success story from last season, the one player I managed to get on early enough because I, I liked how he played, yeah. and then he actually started going, and it was yeah, it was felt like the only success story I had. Um, again, really fun to watch as well. It really makes uh, Leeds tick. So if if I'm just going to answer it in its purest form. That's been my top choice, um, but I feel like you've got a, a tranche of players um, at seven point five that are borderline premium options. Um, so I'm another little spoiler. I'm on uh, Gundawan at the minute. Yeah, um, same. He feels like all oh, right. Okay, so he feels like about as certain as you can get um, in the sort of pep roulette at the minute. I'm certain he'll line up um, for Man City's first game. I'm probably going to end up, or the vague plan is to move him towards Mount uh, once Mount's settled and the Chelsea fixtures mm-hmm. clear up. But yeah, for for me, I feel like you're almost talking about two different price brackets there: the seven point five and then everything underneath. Uh, so I'd be sort of saying Rafinha and Gundogan basically. Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough, and you see that a lot. And Rafinha is getting hyped up, and I'm high on Leeds. I've had Harrison in that position the whole time. Yeah. Um, half a million cheaper. He was um, so he was second in the team for expected goals, actual goals, expected assists, and actual assists last year. Um, goals he was behind Bamford, and assists he was behind Rafinha, but not by a lot. And he's five point three percent owned. So I think at six million, the bottom end of your range there is is quite a good one to go for. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, Gundogan. Um, I've got Wood as well because of the amount of uh, United players that are out at the minute at 7.5 and as a mid, potentially playing as a striker, that's quite good for early season. But again, I've got an eye to move him to Mason Mount because I think at 7.5, like he's incredible value. Like Some of the Chelsea assets are properly priced to buy um, and mm. one of the best players in the league in midfield that can run that team at 7.5, yes. Um, otherwise, I think there's a lot of wait and sees like when the... Uh, uh, and Bailey at Villa, maybe um, the new guy Trincao at Wolves or Trin Sol or however you pronounce it, the Portuguese player, because he's six million. So if he's playing up front on the wing with um, crossing in balls to Jimenez, like we know what he's about. So yeah. And then otherwise, like Suchek hasn't been spoken about a lot. Yeah, it's a good point actually. Yeah, well, what price does he come in at? I haven't seen Suchek. Six. six. He's he's creeps in at six, does he? Okay. Yeah, That's I think I think it's just because he's not that glamorous as potentially probably like your fourth midfielder you might want something a bit more exciting yeah. hunty but 
you know, I think if most people go for the structure, don't they, that they have one big, maybe one around the 9, 10, then a 7.5, a 6, a 4.5, a 5, something like that. Mm. So, mm, but, you know, downgrading to him might give you a bit more funds to have two six millions as your four fifth and you can have a bit more fun with it but yeah yeah fair enough I do like the Harrison shout he was he was uh really good in the second half of the season for Leeds yeah um, I had the double up on well double up in midfield on Rafina and uh no Rafina got injured sorry didn't he I mean the double up between him and Bamford because Bamford ended up staying in my team for much longer than I assumed in the end yeah all of us um, he actually appeared in my team when I didn't think he would so that's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah um okay so uh tom townley asks um if kane goes to city and lukaku to chelsea who would you rather have assuming lukaku comes in at 11 million do you well i suppose the the question within this to to be the oscar in a situation is what do you think lukaku comes in at 11 10.5 11.5 i i think he probably comes in at 11.5 because yeah didn't he? Wasn't he priced at eleven before? You know what? I, feel I can't like, actually remember. I don't. I feel, I, like, I feel like he was around right. that. Yeah. So I think I think it'd be eleven minimum. Um. Yeah. It's a. It, well, as it stands, like if Kane moves to City, I'd rather have Kane. Uh, he's going to have an extra couple of weeks rest because he won't okay. be playing until game week three or whatever. Um. If if. You know, when he makes it to City, he just he's just going to slot in as the goal poacher that they need. You would hope. Um, mm-hmm. If he ends up there, I think you have just got to find a way to get him in. To be honest, but equally, Lukaku becomes a definite when uh, Chelsea have a fixture swing um, about game week seven, I think, uh, where their fixtures really clear up because they've they've got a horrible start, Chelsea. Um, so. I mean, look, if you're there, if you've then got to get Kane and Lukaku, then it's it's wildcard time, isn't it? Because you've got to totally rip up your team and redistribute funds. But yeah. um, just the two-way choice, I would go Kane to start with. But yeah, I, I've got my eye on Lukaku for, I, for when the fixtures are. Yeah, I think it's not quite as cut and dry necessarily. I think if you have Kane, you have to be prepared for the fact that City would rest him for any little thing, whereas he wouldn't get that rest at Tottenham, for example. And he's probably going to get less minutes, which might be frustrating in some ways. I don't see as much of that happening with Lukaku. Um, I'd also say, I mean, City are going to win a lot of penalties, so that works for Kane. But I reckon Lukaku takes them off Jorginho, um, potentially, uh, because he was a penalty taker before anyway. So that would be interesting. Um, I think it's good. It's, you know, it's, both teams you could I could see having either having both would be mad I mean it goes against what everyone's kind of doing now of spending big in the midfield yeah um yeah. I mean that would that would be a, amazing especially both teams you know both teams their top scorers were Gundogan and Jorginho last year um and all their goals were so spread about I mean City's top five goal scorers were 13 10 9 9 9 and Chelsea's was 7 6 6 6 5 so right. it's <laughs> You know, you put in a, an actual 20-goal-a-season person in there and, like, we all know what Chelsea are lacking and we know what City are lacking now that um, Aguero's gone. So, I would say, just security, I'd go Lukaku over Kane, but it's much of a muchness. Just to be different <laughs> to you, and it's not intentional, but, like, no. I, I, 
I think it depends on how your team would be set up. Like if you've got other locks in your team, then, you know, and you've got a stronger bench for like, if Kane doesn't play, like that's been such a big draw for him at his price yeah. point at Tottenham. Like he's going to start every single game he's fit and he's going to play 90 minutes, whether he should or shouldn't. <laughs> and so if that, if that element comes out like 12, where's he 12 million? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, right. Well, let's uh, slightly lighten it. Tom then also asks uh, of you, what's the best FPL team name you've seen this season? Uh, um, I, I like yours in, in fan tracks. I don't know if it's the same in uh, in FPL. No, sadly, there's not enough letters to have Backman Werner Overdrive. Oh, I'm so, so upset. I thought about doing Erdegaard as the third word, but then it just gets a bit too tenuous, you know? <laughs> Um, I, I'm seeing a lot. I was looking through mini leagues to try and see some other team names and um, pending moderation must be a new thing that FPL were doing because so many people have that as their name. I don't know whether it's inappropriate stuff or whether that's a genuine one, but that made me chuckle because it really confused me at first. Yeah. Um, other right. I mean, what about you? Like this, it's not often you see new ones these days, is it? No, no. I've I mean, I've personally gone for Mason Mount me. Um Brilliant. but I In. don't yeah, I don't uh I haven't seen any really good ones yet. Um I'm just looking through a league I've got now that it's all it's all very generic and very poor. So uh yeah, I don't I don't think there's any particularly brilliant puns I've got there. We'll say Earthwind and Maguire is a nice one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. Oh no, now I've got the toot horn in my head. I've got the ink and hand in my head. No. God, sorry. Why did you do it to me? Fuck. And uh Tom triples up with the questions and asks, uh, what are your aims for the season other than to beat each other? Other than to beat each other. That is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit remiss in this answer because I have actively said on the main pod how against yeah. overall rank I am. So I'm just, yes. um, but to actually get inside a hundred K probably be good. Cause I haven't done that. I don't know if I ever did it way back when, mm-hmm. um, I lost that email address, so I can't check the scores, but otherwise, <laughs> uh, 60 points a week that gets you to 2280 the whole season which would be it's quite a good kind of aiming point i think mm. and also yeah. you know being you pricks yeah I, yeah absolutely yeah that is the All thing is I, I do agree with you that the, the mini leagues what make it fun i suppose it's just the a uh, hundred like you say 100k rank that's got to put you competitive in most mini leagues hasn't it so it's i think yeah. it's a good good benchmark to aim for yeah and and like we said with the scores the the game going up and i predicted it quite well that it's just ticked over five million players today as as entrance so when we recorded before what was it like 2.7 i don't think it was yeah something like that yeah it's nearly doubled so you know by the end of the season you're looking at nine million well eight and a half million ghost teams and about five hundred (laughs) thousand people who are actually playing still playing yeah um okay let's go to mark daffin uh what the chuff is going on with abraham um, and should I put Lacazette in the bin? Uh, well, let's deal with Abraham first. The rumour is Roma? Roma, rumour, Roma, Roma, Roma. The Roma, Roma rumour to link up with uh, main man Mourinho uh, for like 30-odd million. Um, but then also there's Arsenal as well, which is interesting. I guess if he wants to stay in London and Arsenal are going to pay that money, I don't, I don't see it myself really. 
Um, I think he's kind of consigned to definitely going. It, you know, if he does as a starting striker at 6.5 million, like that's insane value. Like he's really been priced mm. down this year when he's, when he plays, he's an excellent asset to have. Uh, you know, if he does go to Arsenal, there is an asterisk there. Um, yeah. But they they probably get goals. Him, Saka, Mill Smith Rowe, um, Abamyang in there, Lacazette as well. Like, there's some goals to be had. And you know, yeah, six point five. I think if you're looking at Ivan Tony at six point five, then Tammy Abraham at six point five is pretty decent value, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, do we even bother addressing the Lacazette question there at the end? I mean, I mean, I, uh, my 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 retort would be, well, why was Lacazette out of the bin? Like <laughs> eight 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 point five mil. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I did say with these pods as well. I don't want to give people advice that tries to make their team like my team. But if you're going to buy Lacazette at eight point five, get Bamford at eight. Like it's yeah. twenty. 24 goal involvements versus 15 last year and 3,000 minutes versus 1,900. Like, granted, okay, Lacazette, you know, per minute will get more, but if he's playing seven less fixtures, you know, there was only seven fixtures, but 1,100 minutes difference between the two. And, you know, their first three games, they've got Chelsea and City, so not interested. And if, you know, even if you're just going to target the first three games, get Callum Wilson or something at 7.5, like, I can't 100%. see yeah. Lacazette outscoring him. So, yeah, he's one you Lacazette, can. Lacazette, Lacazette. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was a genuine question. All to be the, honest, all the time and the money in the world, and you start with Alexander Lacazette. <laughs> you're fucking. Serious. I mean, to put a slightly serious thing on it, if if he does go on a run of form, you could always get on him. But I mean, it's nowhere near. Yeah, the starting he's not. Lineup. He's not. It, especially chances are your top. Most people's top forwards are seven point five eight. Like you can find yeah. an extra billion. It's not the end of the world because, you know, this is a bit of a tangent because we don't have it. And I mean, it probably feeds into our teams, but like Luke Shaw being like 55% owned at five and a half million. Like he's played one preseason game and I stupidly put something out on Twitter and just got lambasted a bit. About, oh yeah, you should have him because points, but like, you know, he's <laughs> 55% owned his ownership isn't going to rapidly go up the same as other players. Plus, even if it goes up 0.2, like it's 5.7, you get on him. Like it's yeah. so weird. It's proper like post Euros Man United tax on him. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But, his, um, his points have never been that amazing, Luke Shaw. So like you say, I think it's the the Man United thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, it has the, to be. The ownership's just insane. But yeah, post Euros, I think there's a, a Grealish has got massive ownership as well, and I just can't see him starting to begin with. So mm. yeah. Anyway, um, and then Andy Penfrey's last question. It's just genuine question. Benteke question mark. I mean, genuine answer. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so, uh, what are your what are your thoughts before I give my very biased answer? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've always liked Benteke. I think it's, it's been a shame that he's never found uh, the form you would have wanted him to with the uh, promise he showed when he was back at Villa, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he finished he finished the season on a stormer, didn't he? And uh, it'd be great if he can get on the end of yep. of uh, you know some of the balls that hopefully your young young 
new recruits will be putting in for him. So I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, but again, it's just one you can get on if it happens, can't you? I mean, yeah. Palace's fixtures are quite bad to start with, so let's yes, give, that's... give him a you know, give him a break to to start with, give Vieira a break to start with as well, mm-hmm. and uh, then then yeah, you can you can assess it down the line and uh, possibly bring him in as a wild card if you want yeah. to, you know. Yeah, I think there's definitely that. Like, I've I've got him in my team, but it's because of price point. Simply, like, right. I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want my third striker being. I mean, if we just look at prices, so him, Ivan Tony, Neil Morpé, Rodrigo, and Alan Say Maximan are the six point five strikers. So, apart from whatever you say about Tony, I'd say Benteke is the best out of those. Mm. Below that, you've got Welbeck, Puki, Adam Armstrong, Joe Linton, Fabio Silva. Again, he's better than yeah. all of them. Yeah, and at five point five, you've just got Watford. So, and then <laughs> point point five million more than him is Chris Wood and Shea Adams. Like right. Chris, Chris Wood, fair enough. You know what you're going to kind of get, but Shea Adams, Southampton at the minute, who knows what they're going to be? They've just sold Vestergaard to Leicester, so they have no defence anymore. So, you know, I, I'm, I am quite high on him, and I have him in my team naturally. And like you said, seven goals in his last 13. But it's just from what I've seen, even when he wasn't in the preseason squad, everything has been built around him being there. And that's what I think is the most interesting. Like we know what his strengths are. And Vieira Mm. seems to be setting up the team to play to those strengths, be that with crosses into the box or using him as a focal point to, you know, bring in Zaha's Eze when he's back, Elise, Gallagher, um, receiving balls from the centre-backs, and that kind of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised genuinely if he got 20 goal involvements this year, considering he did 12 in a really shit palace team. And in his first season, he got 15 goals and two assists with us. So, you know, I can see that being replicated and I might have made a bet with Oscar that he'll outscore Timo Werner for the year. So (laughs) (laughs) pretty money where your mouth is. Yeah. Um, I love that you've gone for him. That's brilliant. I really and love he's that. He's on my because... bench, but yeah, I've got, I've got well, him. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's on my bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Then, well, why don't we let that link link us into going through your your team then, uh, Chuck? Let's take so obviously we we reserve the right to change these. This is Friday evening as we record. So Thursday sorry, evening. Thursday evening as we record. So um, still got yeah. time to change it. But yeah, yeah this is what we're I'm... going with now. Yeah, exactly. And I'm conscious that this is a bit heftier than, than we would normally do. But I think, you know, it's it's FPL yeah. Eve. It's Premier League Eve. So, you know, we'll go through this. So my team at the minute, um, I will go through line up well. Uh, for some reason, I've got Guaita in goal, but that will probably just change to another 4.5 mil, whatever. Um, my back three is then uh, Joao Cancelo, Virgil van Dijk and uh, Kufal. Then okay. I've got a mid- midfield five. I've got Greenwood, Sun, Harrison, Salah, and Gundogan. Um, my two up front, Ivan Tony and Patrick Bamford. My bench, I've got Runison, the backup keeper at Arsenal, because he's four million. Simicas, right. uh, Simicas, or Stim, Stimicas, I'm going to call him. Um, <laughs> after you, the 4.0 um, Twitter Liverpool defending darling. Uh, I then have Christian Benteke and Luke Ailing, and I also currently have a million in the bank. Okay, earning interest, lovely. Naturally. Okay, so yeah, so you've gone got gone through with it and gone Bruno less. Um, I like mm-hmm. the the distribution of money in that, from the sounds of it. I must admit, um, like especially in uh, defence. So you've gone van. You you really are skewing the sort of 
the Twitter template, shall we say? I mean, I, I don't see people with Van Dyke. Um, it's a, it, and... I haven't on Twitter, but he's eleven percent owned. So, and I, I think okay. his his year out, like we, Oscar obviously has the um, player quality index and those kind of things that catalogs points per minute per pound and a few other bits and pieces to go in there. So it, I know it's you know you can't really use this, but if you use Van Dyke's score from two seasons ago. His last full season, he got about yeah. 180 points. If you put him into the PQI this year, he's the second best rated defender. Okay. Way about, and we spoke about Trent being about the seventh, eighth or so. So if you know Van Dyke replicates those numbers, about 180, to be pound for pound worth it, Trent needs to be clearing 200 by, you know, about I think it was about mm. 208 he needs to get. So, right. like, I'm okay for that extra million to spend somewhere else and still have a player that can get, you know, probably pop up okay. with three, three, four goals, a couple of assists in the season. Yeah, probably, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's just kind of my kind of thing. Get that extra meal, have it somewhere else, and I've got a bit of insurance. You know, the price points of the midfield, 12.5, uh, 10, two 7.5s and a 6. I can flex yeah. there. When Simicast, you know, when I need to bin him off, um, you know, I've got an extra million there to to play with, and so yeah. I'm Let's quite talk about uh, Simicast quickly. So, like, I see him as a total no risk pick. Like, the only reason for me that you wouldn't pick him is if you want Mane or Jota in your team, because obviously, mm. uh, and you know, you you might not have Trent, but you've got Van Dyke, so you know, you you're using up that Liverpool slot. So. That's the only reason I can think of that you wouldn't have him. I mean, I think I think Robertson will probably be longer than a few weeks, personally. Um, and right. but even if he's not, it's 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 so low risk. I just it's four million defender for Liverpool. It just seems overthinking it not to go for him. It's just I, I don't know. I just see a few people on Twitter just being like, "Oh, well, in a few weeks you're going to have to wildcard to change your team." Like, they not. Well, but- not for a four million defender. And the thing is, is if if your main focus of issues is is only a four, having a four defender or not, then you know, chances are your team's probably all right. Yeah. Like you're probably quite yeah. set. And there's no difference for me again, unless you're looking to get in a Jota or a Mane, which I, I mean I won't own Mane all season because of his price is ridiculous. I think, but yeah. um, you know I can have a four Liverpool defender or I can have a four Norwich defender. Like, why would yeah. I want a fucking Norwich defender? Like, yeah. why? It doesn't matter. Oh, you know, then you get the extra spot. So, if he's if someone's going to sit on my bench, which I'm not playing Sibicus, his first bench slot, which I've got, you know, probably like a full playing bench apart from my goalkeeper. You know, I'm I'm happy with him being there. It doesn't necessarily mm. matter. I think if you know, it does become difficult if he drops in price a little bit, and you then get stuck with a three point eight. But that's the game, really. Yeah. That's that's it. It's part and parcel. But you know, he's sixteen percent owned now. Um, and if you know, if, if if he gets an assist or whatever in the first week, or you know, it'll be, it'll be fine. Probably everyone will get him in then. And yeah, and you just you just ride it. But that's that's it. Stop. You have to try to realize that it's thirty-eight weeks. Like if you make a fuck up, whatever. But I personally, personally, I wouldn't be starting him because. I think I've got other players that are better options, but I don't okay. see a problem with having him in your squad or whatever. But let's go through mm. your team. Again, conscious of time here. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I, well, talk about formation. It's a weird one because I, I 
as I said in the pod, I've not I've not changed a great deal, and I think I'm as flexible as I've ever been. Um, so I'm, I'm starting the first game with four three three, but I think okay. most most weeks it will be three four three. Um, so I found an extra couple of point um, fives by having uh, Simicas, um, and I've also found another point five by going off of Luca Dean and going on to uh, Soufal as well, same as you. So I'm going to have oh, rotating okay. goalkeepers of Sanchez and uh, Meslier. Um, okay. I've then got, I think, so let's let's assume 3-4-3 three, three for most of the time. Uh, I've got Alexander-Arnold. Again, especially after talking to you, i just driven by fear, fear of ownership. So there you go. Um I've obviously got Simicast, and I think I would probably play him most weeks uh, that he's available and, and replacing Robbo and uh, Soufal. So that'll probably be my back three most of the time. Um, and then my other two defenders that I've got on the bench would be uh, Veltman and uh, Ben White. Um, they can rotate and come in if required. Um, then my four man midfield is uh, Rafina, Salah, Gundawan, and Fernandez. Um, Billy Gilmore. He's my 4.5. He'll probably be bench most times, but as I've talked about, 4.5 gets points fine. Uh, and then my front three is uh, Tony. I managed to crowbar him, get him up from Pookie <laughs> to Tony, so I'm very happy about that. Thank God. Um, I was Bamford. fearing you then if you started yeah. the season, you move back in Pookie. <laughs> yeah, true. It's, it's maybe a, a bit, uh, oh, <laughs> bit short sighted. Uh, Bamford and Antonio. I like going Bamford just because everyone else seems to be going Ings, um, which I understand because of Villa's opening fixtures. But um, mm. I just like Bamford for the long term. I always aim to try and sort of wild card around about. Um, there's usually a two week break around game week 11, 10, something like that. So I always think a little bit more long term, I think, than yeah, some people. Yeah, you're the, you. You normally are quite good with your first wild card. If in the I last few years, to. I remember you getting really late, like knocking on the doors of Christmas before your first. Last wild year, card. it was yeah because I I, I wanted to do something uh, weird with the bench boost because there was some obviously last year was very strange. But anyway, yeah, last year I went all the way uh, to Christmas, which I I don't like. I like having the two week break, not because of chasing price rises because I don't think that really happens anymore. But just like having two weeks no. to to play with it. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've gone Bamford because I just think he's long term a better option than Ings. And then Antonio uh, just he's had a great pre season. He's a good, um, he's a fun player to own. Yeah, yeah. I think in that seven point five, there's there's others you could go for Watkins, obviously. Um, but I just yeah, I really like having Antonio. So I've, I'm kind of, feeling pretty settled with this. I think uh, that's I good. I think it's yeah. good balance. I think there's options. You know, you're comfortable with having. I, I I'm more comfortable with having like a four point five on a team that isn't that great as opposed to a four point defender because if your four point defender plays, they could get negative. Whereas Gilmore's not going to get negative unless he gets a red card, basically, yeah. or an own yeah. goal or something. So, you know, personally, I I don't think that's a bad pick. And you've you've got options there. You know, if you end up not wanting to stick with Bruno, you can literally move to anyone. Um, got that flexibility. You you touched on just to kind of uh, end this on players with um, you know people going Ings and Watkins and not really sure. Do you think that Villa's output increases enough that they don't end up splitting the difference? If you see what I mean, like as mm. in. Ings doesn't perform to his Southampton numbers because Watkins is there as well. Like, or do you think with their renewed attack, it just doesn't matter and they score an extra 
15, 20 goals, say. Yeah, it's a fair point. I, th- I don't think they do up it enough. I think there's going to be a, a, a... Well, I think there'll be a possible drop in Watkins output, which I thought was quite good, to be honest, generally. I, uh, people didn't like mm-hmm. him on Twitter. Well, people didn't like him on Twitter if they didn't own him. That was basically what was going on. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, there probably will be a drop in Watkins. It's hard to say whether there'll be a drop in Ings output because I think he was uh, struggling with service at Southampton uh, yep. anyway. So so he'll probably, you know, his output will probably go up naturally because I just think Villa are better attacking-wise. Um, but I don't, you know... I know they've done bits in the transfer window, but losing Grealish and I, it's I mean the whole thing deal, the whole thing was Grealish, which makes it funny that their intention wasn't to sell him, was that the plan for the three big signings made was to replace him. Which I thought yeah. was kind of like a, they've done really well here to distract the fans, but also they said, <laughs> No, we were probably gonna sell him because it hit the uh the release clause or whatever so signing Buendia Bailey and Ings to replace him in a in a very money ball kind of way you know they Mm. did score 55 goals last year which is pretty good but it's you know it's mid-table I think that puts them about 10th for goals um Mm. you know I don't think they get up to sort of your 70 goal mark and so if they're sitting around the same points I mean I don't know how much they they outperformed last year. It's it's interesting, but I'm yeah I'm I'm fine to just wait on Villa because I think there's like you could go Watkins or Rings, and I think they you could very easily end up trying to just shuffle between them with sideways moves, which yeah. I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, well there you go then. So um, that's like you say, gone on a bit longer than we maybe usually will, but that's it's opening opening game week. It's exciting. Opening game week, um, we're excited. It's Football Eve. Yeah. And it's Arsenal and we don't care. Right. <laughs> Such a bad opener. Um I assume you're captain in Salah. Oh yeah, sorry, we're going captains. Yeah, yeah. Captain Salah. It hasn't hasn't moved off of him. I'm very much going to actually listen to the advice, the sage advice of um our good friend Ash Kernsworth, former of the Gaffer Tapes Parish, who'd like just pick the best midfielder and captain them. So that's yeah. very much going to be my approach this season. And if you, you know, Salah's going to get 250 points, away you go. You know, it's yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I think we're going to see ridiculous captaincy numbers on Salah this this week because uh, they could go. It's Norwich, isn't it? So they could go absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay. And let's do this. So we're going to do a differential peak. Sorry, a differential pick every week uh, that is under 10% owned. And uh, we're going to alternate who gets first pick. And then we're going to keep a running tally of the scores that player gets. Um, which maybe sort out some sort of forfeit or bet or something. We'll, we'll figure that out. But anyway, um, I've got the first pick, uh, Age Before Beauty. So um, Naturally. I will go with... Because it's one of them players that he could go mad. And when he does, or if he does that ownership will rock it. But I'm going to go for the other bit of Liverpool's midfield and say Mane. Um, Sadio Mane. less than 5% owned as it stands. Um, he Firm Bobby's not playing. So with Jota in the mix now, like Mane mm. ought to be playing for his place a bit more than I think he has been sometimes. So, yeah, let's go, let's go for Mane to be the one who, uh, who uh, routes Norwich. Uh, as a yeah, it's just, it's, his price is just such a shame. Yeah. I mean, fair enough, he's had some big scores, but you know, his 
he got a price increase on a year where he underperformed the previous year by 50 points. Like insane. Let us have, let us have nice things. You pricks. Um, <laughs> similarly, I'm going to pick a player who is at a price point where you'd probably not buy him on a team that you're definitely going to wait and see on. However, we call this an emotional hedge and at 1.5% owned, I'm going to pick Christian Pulisic. Um, Ooh, ow, came on okay. in the super cup, came on in the super cup, for Hakim Ziyech. Uh, there is no team uh, in England that he has scored more on than Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just keep an eye out for that one. I do think at 8.0, he is not priced to buy. Um, he'd have to go pretty <laughs> astronomical. I think Mount at 7.5 is a better option. But for the purposes of this, Christian Pulisic. So at least if he scores, I can get something out of it. Fair enough. For maybe one for if you're playing like a one week fantasy game there's a lot of those knocking about in it where you pick five players for one week you know so yeah yeah okay. definitely not a bad shout for one day fantasy yeah I like that the emotional hedge okay well let's wrap it up there then Chuck uh, it's been a delight delight to Absolutely. chat to you for it's... half an hour about fantasy I love it yes and the rest um, but yeah <laughs> let's uh, have a good game week everyone you know, remember there's 37 more, so don't throw all your toys out of the pram after game week one. And uh, talking to yourself yeah. there, Chuck. Uh, talking yourself off the ledge yeah. there. Yeah, oh, sorry, am I still recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tear all my team apart right now. Fair enough. We'll jump on for another update once you've done that. Then. All right. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah, good luck, Ian, I guess. No, seriously, good luck. Cheers, mate. You'll need it.